Welcome to Conversation Mill. My name is Rebecca Dale and I am the host of the show. I have a passion for sharing how the creation of thriving local economies benefits us all. I'm fascinated by how we come together to form our communities on a macro and micro scale and how our histories and stories when shared can not only motivate and inspire, but can facilitate understanding. As our communities, large and small, bring back a more progressive Main Street, individuals are stepping out to pursue their passions and local leaders are pushing back against corporate greed. It's time to engage these community leaders and small business owners in conversation. What are the driving forces behind their courage and success and how can we continue to build communities that embrace diversity, support the local economy, and create a healthy ecosystem for the culture at large? Join us now in conversation. Do you remember John Bryson from our very first season? He's the founder and creative mind behind Maddie App, a financial management app for consumers. Maddie being short for mattress, as in hiding that money under your mattress. He was one of my very first guests and had big things ahead. Well, I recently had the opportunity to catch up with him, and not only has he stayed true to his vision, he has made giant leaps in his business and has some very exciting prospects on the horizon. John updates us on the latest with Maddie App, but one point that didn't make this episode that John and I discussed off mic was how many deals made it in front of him that he turned down because the money or the partnership was not right. When you are an entrepreneur grinding for years to make your dream a reality, it can be easy to take the first deal that finally comes around. But knowing the value of your idea or your product, holding fast, making improvements to your product, and improving your pitch and or business plan can yield a better long-term success. John understands this and has worked with the long-term success of Maddie App in mind and what will eventually be the best option for him and his family. And with that said... Let's get into this conversation with John Bryson, the founder of Maddie App. Please join us now. So it's been a little over a year since we recorded I know. together. I was just literally trying had to our think first conversation. What what did we what do we leave off on? Yeah. I should have gone back and re-listened to our podcast. Yeah, you were in um, the throes of just practicing pitches and getting in front of investors and and you've just done so much since yeah. then and traveled so much. So I let I guess let's just start with where is Maddie App now? Today. Yeah. Yeah. Um so on the front end Maddie to like a consumer mm-hmm. hasn't changed much. Okay. Um we've taken a step back um and built up the back end infrastructure. Mm. The biggest problem with Maddie that I ran into coming, you know, pitching to people, um, everyone loved the idea. However, it was quite grandiose for one individual. 
you know? Sure. And so when you talk about, uh, like, when I was trying to raise money, yeah, I need, like, you know, two mil or 1.8 mil, you know, like when we were running the numbers. It's hard to get someone, especially in this climate, after maybe Mm pre-COVID, someone could have written me a check. Uh, It feels like money was free back then. Right. Um, Now it's like it's so hard. Um, But, yeah, that was the biggest feedback that I got was, John, you live in Greenville. You're not in Silicon Valley. Who's your team? And when I went and talked to a lot of people about, you know, okay, I'm I'm looking to raise funds. Are you interested? They're like, yeah, but, you know, we, we work for X amount of money. So you had to factor that in. But I never got any, like, signatures of, like, okay, your contract will start with Maddie mm-hmm. when the money's raised. And so um, I focused my dollars on not – team building, but essentially building up the back end and looking to partner. Um, so, yeah, I mean, you said we've been one whole year. It's it's kind of, when when was it? Is it exactly a year? Seems more than a year. Yeah, I think it's, it's a, been year, a, hot minute. a year and probably close to six months because I think Man, it just it's, I'm, time has been it's, flying so fast. 2022, so yeah, a year and a couple of months. Yeah, since we talked, and like it feels like yesterday almost. I feel it like does. I talked to you six and, months ago, and then like you look like even my personal life, mm-hmm. just like it's just drastically changing. Um, I will say I'm I was excited to see your engagement online because yeah. you're in this startup environment. You're busting your butt to like yeah. have this grandiose dream come true, right? And that can test relationships well, hardcore. And that, to be honest, like I I wasn't sure, but no, she's got the patience of Job, mm-hmm. um, and she shouldn't because <laughs> I'm crazy, <laughs> and I think you have to be to be an entrepreneur. Um, and no, she's just been so patient, uh, always supportive, you know, mm-hmm. right there with me, and um. She's honestly my best friend. And so that was really cool to, mm. I completely surprised her. That's like awesome. she had no idea. Um, she kind of had a little bit of an inkling because I started acting weird the day of. <laughs> yeah. But the the coolest thing was after I proposed, uh, I rented out Foxcroft. Mm. And she had no idea that all her friends and family was going to be there. Oh, that's And great. so I was like, hey, we should just go take a toast and, you know, whatnot at Foxcroft with a nice glass of champagne. And she walked in the door and she just she just <laughs> cried. It was oh, awesome. I it love was awesome. that. She was really, really happy. So, um, yeah, that's, I guess, my personal life update. That's a, that's a huge thing because as an entrepreneur, if you don't have someone beside you that – Ha, like you said, has the patience yeah. of Job, yeah. knows there's going to be highs and lows, sees you right. and how you emotionally react and recover from those. Because yeah. it's, it's not easy. Like, it's not. I don't begrudge any entrepreneur a day, like just a dark day in bed after a yeah. hard loss because yeah. it happens. It does. It, it does happen. And it's like you can get just so frustrated. And that's where cycling for me has been amazing because mm. I can just get out on the Swamp Rabbit Trail and bike until my heart's content you know? right um but no so where we went with with maddie um 
So you remember, my domain name is maddie.ai. Yeah. And we were already using, we built Maddie um, on OpenAI platform. Mm -hmm. So we were already a little bit ahead of our time when we started back in 2020, end of 2019, um, you know, kind of sketching up the ideas. Um, And I actually pitched here in Greenville and there was an older fella that said, AI will never manage someone's finances. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just like, wow, look at how where we've come now. And it's yeah. like AI is doing everything. Right. Um, which it has limits, but still it's it's amazing what it can do. Mm-hmm. So that's helped Maddie tremendously. Um gain me recognition mm-hmm. um as well as just it's given me a lot of uh, uh good results yeah um so but we took it way a a big step further and this is why i focused all of my money um on the development side and not going out yet um which that's coming um we essentially created maddie so imagine alexa and siri Mm -hmm. and how you can talk to it and you can ask it what's the weather you know, who's dating Kim Kardashian, whatever the heck you want to ask, you can ask it. Um, And so Maddie, we developed uh, speech to text recognition. Um, So you can essentially talk to Maddie like you do Alexa and Siri. um, And, and it will educate you, um, suggest to you and help manage your finances, finances, Wow. Via vocal uh, recognition. Mm-hmm. Um, and we also embedded a lot more AI. So we beefed up AI uh, to, so when you connect to bank accounts and it, it's essentially works similar to like some of the credit rating uh, apps, they can suggest to you different credit cards, even different sure. loans, different insurances, um, you know, uh Depending on your work and your employment, like, for example, that's been something very unique to me being self-employed. Who, who's my health insurance? Mm-hmm. Um, and so Maddie, because of the way and, and the, the AI and ha- how amazing it works, we're able to create an individualized, not only investment advice and manager portfolio dynamically and automatically, we can now be your, I call it your BFF, your best financial friend. Mm. Um, because now you're, you have someone in your pocket who you can ask any question. Mm. Um, and that's, I think, uh, really, really cool. And, but takes a lot of money to do that. Yeah. And, and to, it's a lot of infrastructure. It's a lot of coding. Um, it's a lot of security. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing that we've uh, been implementing is education mm. because it's really sad. The ed- the education around how to manage finances, how yes. to invest, it's so lacking. Yep. It is so lacking um, in the United States. For example, we've had a horrible market. Mm-hmm. Um, so when you go to your investment, pl- you know, portfolio, your platform, whatever you're using, you need to have the ability to say, hey, uh, let me talk to someone. And if Maddie's there, 
you know, it, it, that's that's a great way to like say, hey, settle down. This has been the historical cycle. Right. We're in a down round right now. But if you have extra money, this is when you would buy more in this sector versus this sector. Um, other things it can do is like towards the end of the year, as you're wanting to strategically set up your portfolio to account for taxes and loss sure. and stuff like that. Maddie can educate you and can even, with your permission uh, and talking to it, can say, hey, um, we can restructure your portfolio to take some losses here to cover uh, for tax benefits. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it's really cool. We're also using the voice recognition yeah. to help provide an extra layer of security. So awesome. yeah. that's another uh, massive you know, expense, you know, up front, but it'll, it'll pay off in the long run, mm-hmm. uh, not only for Maddie, but I think to the users, just yeah. instilling that security. Yeah. Um, so you mentioned, uh, you know, there's still the individual user platform of yeah, Maddie, yeah. and then you're the B2B. Bui- yeah, and then you're building up this back end for more of that Yeah, B2B. so... I've had um, I've had uh, one of the largest uh, brokerage firms in the United States. I'm working with them now, um, which has been really really cool because they've given me access to their backend API broker accounts. So essentially, you know, when you hear the name Fidelity, mm-hmm. that is everyone knows Fidelity. Mm-hmm. It, in my opinion, and from you know, asking lots of other people, it, it creates a sense of safety, sure. trust, uh, versus like our old brokerage we were using was Alpaca, which is great. Right. It's awesome for a startup. You know, they're uh, decently priced. They're they're very easy to work with, mm-hmm. whereas like a Fidelity takes months and months and months to get, you know, access and security protocols, you know, checked off. And, right. Um, so yeah, we're we're in the process of switching our brokerage completely to Fidelity. Wow. And in the process, they've seen what I'm doing and mm-hmm. they're like, "Hey, we want to essentially license you." So I think maybe I talked briefly last time about you the did. white label. Yeah. Yep. And that's been like my biggest vision. I think it's the best revenue model for mm-hmm. Maddie. Um and yeah, so um, I, I think moving forward, uh, we're we're focusing all of our you know efforts and finances on securing up and uh, the B two B revenue stream. So I've got yeah, Fidelity. They want to they want to use it. They want to actually use it uh, more as a four hundred one k alternative, which sure. is really cool. Sure, um, because. I mean, I was even looking at Chloe's, my fiance's uh, 401k. She's a school teacher. Mm-hmm. And she was, you know, hey, am I in the right stuff? And I, I just started looking at, at it. And it's mutual funds. That, that's great. It's mm-hmm. Diversification. But again, she has no understanding of what the heck she's mm-hmm. investing in. If you want to take a little more proactive approach, which I suggest everyone should do in your finances and investing – you know, it's maybe the four hundred one k is uh, not the best uh, right. personalized way. I didn't say it was the it wasn't the best investment way, but it's not the best best personalized mm-hmm. uh, investment method. 
I think it's a great way of diversifying funds. And every if you have a match, I you know strongly encourage you to yeah. get your employer to match. I mean, that's free money. Um, but no, that like having an alternative method of investing um, and and being able to roll that out. So I'm working hand in hand with Fidelity on that. Um, I've had two other uh, companies. One is an HR type uh, company for small to mid-sized businesses. Mm. So they manage your payroll. They manage um, uh, bonuses, you know, all all of the HR, you know, stuff that, you know, HR does. The one area that they lacked was investing. Mm. You know, how can we create a tax benefit for the employer, you know, and if you have a company that has like maybe 20 or less employees, Maybe a Charles Schwab investment plan for the employer is too expensive. Right. You know, and it's not economical. So this is where Maddie could be licensed either individually, just directly to a small business as a whole financial investment platform, or, you know, with another uh HR type business, you know, and and Makes sense. so that's that's where I'm the most excited. Yeah. Um, and that takes time. Mm-hmm. That's not like an overnight thing. So again, the cards are still out and, <laughs> and, and I, maybe I, I won't be successful at all. Hopefully I will <laughs> knock on some serious wood here. Um, but I, I think I'm, I'm going for the long mm-hmm. game versus just the yeah hit it and quit it game of, you know, well, I think there's something scary about overnight success in the financial world right now after we see like Sam Bankman freed yes. and, and yes. you know, they you see the memes and they show the Fortune 500 covers and all those people are now like in jail or on trial. I know. Like if I'm ever on Forbes, run. Yeah. <laughs> I, I told, I was telling someone, I was like, oh my God, I never want to be on Forbes. Yeah. It's like your death sentence. <laughs> it's like turning down that offer. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, but not I that think, I've ever had an <laughs> offer, but no, yeah. But I think that's, um, you know, there's something to be said about, like you said, kind of playing that long game mm-hmm. versus what's the quickest way to make a million. And right, like the, the consequence of that is it, it, it's, it's so many fold, right? Like yeah. you're not investing in the back end, which opens you up to, I'm sure, so many different liabilities. Correct. But then also you're missing, you know, maybe long-term revenue from reoccurring deals, like you mentioned, license, you know, having this white label and and doing licensing agreements. Um, But then also like, you you know, putting yourself at risk, right? So I love that you're kind of looking at this from not only having the two business models of the B2B and then the the client. Yeah. But um yeah, I, I really like that you're kind of taking the long approach with this. But with that said, in this interim of raising money and then getting it to where it starts to sell mm-hmm. uh, on a bigger scale, what's the revenue generator now for you? Or are you getting enough small investments to keep the building of the app going? Have you taken any partners on or given up any equity no, at this point? Um, I've I've been doing most of the investments. Mm. Um, and I've just, I'm super lucky to be able to work 
uh, a second job in sales and I get gotcha. you know great commissions off of that. So, um, and I know how to live very frugally. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, um, I do, I'm working with an investor out in California right now. I have their letter of intent. Um, and that'll be like the first big chunk that nice. I, that I give up. And I'm, I'm excited about that. It's, it's just been, it's it, sometimes when it rains, it pours. And mm-hmm. so for so long, I mean, I've been dating them for, I call it dating because yeah. essentially it is. Um, cause when you're as young have a business as I have, mm-hmm. you have to believe me and mm-hmm. my developer wholly, um, yeah. as well as see the vision, but you have to, so we've taken, my developer especially has taken like so many different competency exams. Um, and they've actually asked him to advise their, um, businesses in their portfolio that are implementing AI because he's one of the best. He works also at Google, um, very high up and he's a AI advisor there. So I'm just super lucky to call him mine as well. Um, but no, so we've been working with them for gosh, since the summer Mm. going back and forth, multiple trips, um, and now I've just gotten a contract from a development firm in Knoxville, Tennessee, mm-hmm. that is an affiliate of, uh, the investors, but essentially they're going to be, uh, kind of taking over my development apart, uh, department mm-hmm. with my CTO to stay, uh, in charge. Gotcha. Um, but to answer your question, no, I'm, I'm just really lucky to, and I work like the devil. Yeah. <laughs> you, know, yeah. you have to. And yeah. I keep telling Chloe, it'll pay off. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that's that's how I've gotten to here because that's the problem with the B2B. All right. So the B2C, we're implementing the premium mod, uh, premium uh, subscription okay. model that has like essentially Maddie as your financial advisor. So you can mm-hmm. talk to Maddie 24-7, get, you know, real advice, mm-hmm. you know, education, um, any anything like that that you need financially, you can talk to Maddie. That's going to be for a subscription. Oh, um, and we almost launched it, but then we were like, no, let's hold off and um, still keep, you know, flushing out the the back end for the B2B model. Because that, you, you close one mm-hmm. customer. That's multiple clients, right? You know, within just one contract, um, and then the fidelity thing came back around, and that that's huge. Yeah. Um, I mean, they they want to potentially license it, and the other great thing is fidelity will now manage all of my compliance, mm, which that's which a is huge weight off massive. your shoulders. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love that because fidelity is squeaky clean, yeah. and that's what you want like you said with the Sam Bankman freed yeah all these you know you cannot take corners you don't want to take corners if you want to be right. successful um so i love the fact that uh fidelity is taking over that portion as well mm-hmm. um so yeah uh well the other thing that's that's really really cool so do you know do you know anything about generative ai a little bit, but not. It's freaky. Not much. It's it's really cool. I think that's AI is cool, but then like generative AI is is amazing. Well, we've implemented generative AI into Maddie. 
okay. into the license, uh, the the licensing portion of the business, and we can do it in the in the consumer side of the business too. But just for an example, let's say John Bryson went to Clemson. I did. Mm-hmm. Um, I used to be in medical sales. Uh, you know, and so like when you're signing up with the platform for like a com- a consumer's point of view, the app asks you all these questions and literally will set up my app differently than your app. Ah, uh, Because sure. you're in a different stage of life, you know, so-and-so down the street, maybe they're married, maybe they've got four kids, um, you know, maybe they're in their late 40s and they need to take a little bit of a different approach. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe the the credit card, the loans, the health insurance suggestions need to be different. So it uses generative AI to build you an individual app, like within your app. Does that yeah, make sense? So it's, cool. it's yeah. all under the Maddie umbrella but your app could look different than mine. And that's what's really cool. Right. So then you take that large, you know, larger scale and you talk about businesses. So, you know, let one of our biggest uh, potential customers would be like credit unions. Mm. So now a credit union can like, let's say if it was Navy Federal, everyone knows Navy Federal. Um, you know, they probably have their own stuff, but let's say if they license Maddie, it would automatically customized so it, mm. it cuts down on the delivery of product to the business right um which is huge and it's wow. easily modifiable um they can go in and and say you know i want to change this that and the other to better suit our clients wow and it just it changes so that's it's, incredible when i talk about building like the the ground layer so that mm-hmm. we can, yeah, is it perfect? Absolutely not. But I, I have the foundation and I've had third parties vet that I, I'm not just talking out, you know, <laughs> right. uh, both sides of the mouth here. Um, I actually have a validated platform that's ready to be scaled. Um, mm-hmm. And so I think I've used my dollars wisely. Yeah. Um, so I'm excited. That's, that's really exciting. Yeah. 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 So let me ask you, uh, from kind of what we mentioned earlier about those highs and lows as an entrepreneur, what have been some of the lower lows and how did you pick yourself out of that? Because there had to be a point where you're like, do I keep moving forward or do I just go? Jump off a bridge. Yeah. (laughs) Or do I just do this? Do I just keep trying to like be to see this, get one person on the app and just keep slowly growing? Like, yeah. Um, no, there's been a lot of lows, um, and it's tough. I think personally, um, how I get through the lows, uh, I'm a man of faith, Mm -hmm. so that faith helps me. Um, but again, cycling, uh, having an amazing partner, Mm -hmm. um, that that's been beneficial. Um, I will say though, it's not for everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's tiresome. I'm tired, <laughs> you yeah. know, like, yeah. uh, I've gotten a lot more gray hairs. <laughs> um, it, but you just have, you have to, you have to stay committed. Um, mm-hmm. and I, I was listening to a podcast and the CEO and the founder of NVIDIA, you know, okay, NVIDIA, yeah. um, you know, they had the massive stock, uh, performance earlier this year still is very high. 
Um, which by the way, my app predicted NVIDIA, which is really cool. I'm proud about that. That is really cool. <clears throat> um, it bought NVIDIA when it was a a buck eighty, a hundred eighty dollars. Yeah, yeah. I think it was like a hundred eighty seven, and it rode it all the way to the top. So that was really really cool. Wow. Um. So he was saying, would uh, someone was asking him, would you ever build NVIDIA again? Because like NVIDIA is like one of the best companies ever right now. And he, his answer was so fast and so like definite. And the answer was no. <laughs> it was like, oh my gosh, like you're a multi-billionaire. You wouldn't do that again. And um, he was like, no. And he talked about I, like entrepreneurs, mm. we have a disease mm. that doesn't think, um, you know, all the problems it just, it, it's constantly, well, how hard can it really be? Right. So I feel like I live out of a uh, a little bit of a delusion and, and maybe it's my, uh, it, it's it's a good and a bad thing. Yeah. Because the question always in my mind was, how hard is it really going to be? Mm-hmm. Or how much longer before someone, you know, really writes right. me a check or, you know, this, that, and the other. Um, so I, I would say a little bit of the delusion yeah. has helped to get me through yeah. too. <laughs> but uh, that's that's the difference between someone who's successful and not really is just that uh, 1%, right? Like, and that 1% is that delusion or that r- not caring that your risk profile is so high. Right. And that's the only difference because I've met people who are not rich, right? Yeah. They're not yeah, multimillionaires yeah. or billionaires. Right. But they're super smart. But yeah. their wi- their willingness to take risk is like on the negative. floor. Yeah. Where <clears throat> I've met people that are super successful and I'm like, how the heck did this boring or non interesting yeah. or not super smart person yeah. become this rich? And then you're like, oh, like they're just like, I have no my my risk tolerance is at the ceiling. I don't care what happens to me because I'm going to just come back anyways. Right. And that's the only difference. I mean, yes, there's if you have certain skills, it definitely helps you. Right. But for sure, you can anybody can surround themselves with people who know more about a certain thing than they yeah. do. And if you're a good connector and your risk profile is very high. Yeah. That's really what leads to success. It, it is. Um, and, and I've always been. uh a risk taker, even mm-hmm. like in college, flipping houses, mm-hmm. you know, while working a full-time job and going to school full-time. And I I would go up and talk to, I, I had some older friends that had decent money and I'd be like, hey, listen, I can buy this house for 150,000. If we put, you know, $45,000 into it, I think I can sell it for 350, you know? And they're like, okay, let's do it. And well, I, my pitch was a little bit more uh, <laughs> better than that. Um, but if you think about it, there's so much that can go wrong with that. Mm-hmm. And I've often, you know, thought to myself, you know, when when I get Maddie, you know, completely off my plate, I, I think I'm going to have to do something else because yeah. I'm a little bit of an addict. <laughs> Yeah. I need I need the turmoil. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to ask you that. I'm like, so when everyone signs on the dotted line and this thing is rocking and rolling and you're just able to oversee and make some executive decisions and you have more time, 
Yeah. Are you going to sit on a beach somewhere or are you doing no, something else? No, I, I will never retire. And I, I always, I, I just, I love, I love examining a process mm. and trying to make it more simplified, uh, more relatable, um, and better, you yeah. know, optimally better. Yeah. Um, so I, that's just kind of how my brain it's kind of like a little bit of an engineering kind of like I want to fix fix yeah. stuff, which found out doesn't work <laughs> doesn't work always in your relationships. Right. <laughs> Stop trying to fix it. Yeah. <laughs> like oh gosh. You're like, okay. well, I got to start okay. another yeah, company yeah, yeah. and solve some other problems. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, but no, I I make I wouldn't trade the lessons that I've learned for anything mm-hmm. man I, i've had a, a really fun time and i'm continuing to have a fun time awesome. um i'm on i'm literally i'm waiting to to head to california and and complete the deal yeah um my lawyers are on board so it's exciting that's really um, exciting you mentioned uh the geographical location item and and how you're here in greenville with this potential deal being signed or anything else that comes down the road, is there going to be uh, potential that you may move or is this going to be your home base? What are you looking at? Yeah, I, I will say I love Greenville. Greenville's my home. I was born and raised here. Um, I will say, though, it's been tough doing mm-hmm. a fintech startup from Greenville. Mm-hmm. And I, I think some people will agree with me on that. Um, and some people will disagree with me on that because of the, the ability to do zoom and, and, and network socially, you know, via internet. Um, but from going through it, I feel like I would be so much further Mm. if I was in Boston or New York or, um, San Francisco. Uh, I really, I really, really do. Um, with that being said, I don't know yet. I, I really don't know the answer to it. I, I know the California group is is happy for me to stay put for at least the next six to 12 months mm-hmm. with this infusion of capital. We have a uh, rock solid game plan. Um, of course, things can change as life changes, but um, we kind of have a whiteboard plan of what we're going to do. Nice. Um the wild card is Fidelity. Mm-hmm. Um, they're located in Boston, which is why I was in Boston I, two weeks ago. Yeah, uh, no, a week ago. Um, so they're again they're they're on board with me staying here for now. Mm-hmm. Um, but that doesn't mean I have to move. It just may mean I'm somewhere four days a week or something right. like that. Which I'm re- I I love hustling, so I'm 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 in for it. But um, it's been a little bit challenged to be yeah. here in Greenville yeah. and, and do my type of startup. Right. Maybe if you're, you know, Boyd cycle, cy- cycling, you know, right. they, they're, they're, uh, more of a hands-on type manufacturing that, that maybe that works great here. Uh, sure. but FinTech has been a little bit difficult, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. So. You we'll got to go where the customers are when you're doing the B2B. And if the, the customers, customers are in and Boston. The team, then, yeah. And the team. Uh, Atlanta. 
Mm-hmm. Um, one of my potential customers is in Atlanta, so I'm excited about. I actually have a big demo with them in, in first week of December, so I'm excited <laughs> about that. Um, but yeah, we'll see. I do like Greenville though because look, we we got Atlanta two hours. Mm-hmm. We got Charlotte financial banking capital. Yeah. So there's a lot to be said for Greenville too. So I'm yeah. not dissing Greenville in any means. I just feel like for a startup, Mm -hmm. it's not what you know, it's who you know. Right. And a lot of the investors in the upstate are a lot more prone to writing a check to a manufacturing company or thing, a a SaaS company that doesn't deal in finance. Maybe they're in manufacturing SaaS or, you know, something like that. That makes Um, sense. So... That's that's been a little bit of a learning experience and a painful one because mm-hmm. it's made me, you know, have to self fund longer than yeah. maybe I would have in another area. Yeah, but yeah. Um, you mentioned uh, the connecting via internet and, and Zoom and all of that. How did you find the people that you went to pitch to outside of Greenville, um, outside of pitch events when you really started to get these customers? Because you can't just call Fidelity or right. some of these. You can't just call and be like, hey, who do I pitch this product to? Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you have yeah. to come in through some back channels. So right. how did you get in front of these people that were decision makers? Um, I, I honestly... I, I love to connect. Uh, mm. LinkedIn's been great. Um, but, I mean, it goes back to, like, my my CTO. Mm-hmm. He's from um, Boston. Mm-hmm. So he's incredibly connected. Now, some of his connections are a lot older connections and have moved to other businesses. But yet they still know, you know, who. So w- warm invites are mm-hmm. by far. Like, I'm trying to think if I've had one I think I may have had like maybe three pitches that were done from cold emailing or cold messaging. Sure. And they all of them ended out in in nothing. Right. Um so war- warm invitations, warm introductions are are the best. Um someone who's been just incredible for me, which here you go, Greenville, being being amazing. Uh, her name is Catherine Petralia. Um, I don't know if I talked about her last time. She was the CEO of Cabbage. Mm, so Cabbage yeah. is the small, and they sold for like, gee whiz, like $900 million, Yeah. Uh, to American Express. Um, so needless to say, she's doing very well. Um, she now lives in Atlanta, but she went to Furman. Ah, okay. And so hanging out at the Greenville Starts startup community. Mm-hmm. One of the one of the individuals there was like, hey, have you heard of Catherine? You know, you may want to try to track her down because she's in the finance space. And I literally messaged her on LinkedIn for about six months. Not every day. Right. But uh, gracefully reminding hey I, I would love to chat and she responded she was like oh my gosh i just followed up on all your messages love your persistence here's my email let's chat and we started a really cool relationship uh 
and she's been great with giving me advice mm-hmm. um, to where like now I have her cell phone number. Yeah. And that's amazing. Um, you know, so it's, it's all about the, the warm introductions. It, yeah. it, it is because it's that, especially those first checks, maybe when you're in series C, mm-hmm. B, and you've got like name recognition, right? then I think people, you know, are, are more willing to listen. But man, before that, you've got to have, yeah. you know, connections mm-hmm. and you got to get, get out there yeah. and start talking. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what I've done. It's really funny. My brother bought a trailer yesterday okay. in Inman, South Carolina, sure. off of Highway 26. Okay. So, like, I have no idea. Some, you know, trailer place. And he goes there, and when he's buying the, the trailer, it was like a big dump trailer. The, the owner of the shop's like, hey, didn't your brother just get engaged last weekend? And my brother was, my brother was like, how the heck do you know my brother? And he was like, oh, he's done some pitches in Greenville and and I've seen him on the, you know, the, I think WYFF did a little news thing on me. Um, And so he's like, little things like that. Mm -hmm. And of course, I'm not trying to buy a trailer, so I don't really, you know, who knows? I might need that connection one day. Right. But things like that help you a lot. And Mm -hmm. you have to put yourself out there and you have to be willing for someone to say, AI will never manage your finances. Mm-hmm. Um, you have to have conviction, you have to be humble, and you have to just be teachable, but also cor- courageous, yeah. you know, and stick with it. Um, so that's how I've gotten here. Oh, yeah. Such great words of wisdom to wrap this up. I don't yeah. know what else could be said. I'm learning. I'm learning. <laughs> Next year, I'll have a lot more. <laughs> I can't wait. Thank you so much for doing this follow-up um, episode. I think our listeners are really going to appreciate it. And I really look forward to doing this uh, in a year again. Yeah, that'll be exciting. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for being a listener of Conversation Mill. The podcast is growing but we need your continued support in the form of comments, likes, and subscriptions. If you've enjoyed even one episode, please take two minutes to comment under the episode or the podcast itself, or rate the podcast. Hitting the subscribe button wherever you listen to the podcast helps tremendously. Every like and subscribe helps me support local businesses and local nonprofits by giving them a platform to tell their stories. Together, we can foster the understanding, diversity, and economies that make our individual communities flourish, while creating our own community here at Conversation Mill. Also, you can join us at conversationmill.substack.com, where you can become a member and receive weekly member-only content, including member-only episodes. I look forward to sharing a new conversation with you next week, and as always, thank you for your support.